1: Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again this week. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Torah portion, Devarim, translated words. I will focus on chapter 1, verses 19 through 46. We'll take a look at the nature of faith and fear and how each lead to a very distinct destiny. In the end, I hope we will be encouraged to live in the context of faith rather than trepidation. Now keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. Now the Torah portion that I'm going to read from is... um, Deuteronomy chapter one verses uh, I think 19 through 46, I'll be reading from the JPS translation of the Tanakh. So let's jump in. So this is Deuteronomy. It's, it's fascinating. The Torah portion is actually called Devarim, uh, taken from the first verse of Deuteronomy chapter one. Um, and this word Devarim is plural for words. It means words. And of course, the context is the words of God, the words that God gave us through Moses, those very words which Moses himself wrote down. He recorded these words for us so that we could read the word of God. So this is an amazing piece of literature, of course, inspired by God, overseen by God, communicated by God through Moses. Uh, So, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that. Um, I'm going to pick up the reading. They've come out of Egypt. They're making their way to the promised land. They're almost there. And and so we'll pick up this reading. And, of course, Moses is retelling uh, this story of their journey some uh, approximately 40 years after the fact. So we're going to pick this up in verse 19. It says, We set out from Horeb and traveled the great and terrible wilderness that you saw along the road to the hill country of the Amorites as the Lord our God had commanded us. When we reached Kadesh Barnea, I said to you, you have come to the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord our God has placed the land at your disposal. Go up, take possession, as the Lord, the God of your fathers promised you. Fear not, and be not dismayed. So let's just stop there and <clears throat> begin to unpack this. God had promised them a land fill, uh, flowing with milk and honey. Vineyards already cultivated, fields already producing, houses already built, cities already already uh, uh, um, established. I mean, he is giving them a vast amount of wealth. Uh, You know, we really don't comprehend all that he's giving them, but it is it is huge in every way. And he says to them, "Here you are, and there's the land. Go up, take possession." God promised this to your fathers, and now he's delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians, and you saw all of his power, all of his wonders, all of his uh, glory. So don't fear. Don't fear. He's with you. Go up and take the land. In fact, the name that, that he revealed to Moses also communicates this idea that I am the creator of all things seen and unseen. I'm the one that caused everything to come into being. I'm the eternal self-existent one. And I am presently with you in every generation. I'm always with you. I'm for you to secure the covenant, to secure what I've promised to you. Therefore do not fear and, and be not dismayed. So the first thing that we learn is that, um, we have to place our faith in what God has said and promised. That's how we acquire the promises of God, the blessings of God, the prosperity of God. It comes by faith. And faith implies that there's something to do that's contrary to our circumstances. It insinuates that there's going to be battles along the way. In fact, this whole issue of faith is, is an issue of Trusting God, being loyal to God, and acting on His words. Now, fear is the opposite of faith, and it always leads to dismay. And when we're in that place of dismay, we make poor decisions, which in turn undermine the promises of God. They work against the blessings of God. They actually circumvent the prosperity that God has promised to give us. So what, what again has God promised us? He has promised us, promised us life, life abundantly, life full of blessing and prosperity. This is what God has promised to his people. The world is filled with curses, with evil that bring just misery and ultimately death. And so what are we going to do? What are we going to do living in this dark world that's filled with evil, this world that hates God and hates his ways? It's certainly going to come against us, stand against us, work against us. And if we want to live according to the words of God, there's going to be some battles along the way. And we got to choose. Are we going to put our faith in God, or are we going to live under our circumstances and by what we see? Are we going to fall prey to fear, And dismay, and then just kind of cave in uh, to this world around us. I say, what we've got to do is choose to live by faith. That's the lessons that we see in these stories. Verse twenty-two. Then all of you, all of you, came to me and said, "Let us send men ahead to reconnoitre the land for us and bring back word on the route we shall follow and the cities." We shall come to think about that. Their first decision was a, what would you say? A manifestation of their lack of faith. I mean, the first thing they say is what, uh, we want to go in and see it for ourselves first before we commit to anything. We know what you've promised us. We know what we're supposed to do, but instead of believing you and doing it, We want to go up first and see for ourselves whether or not it's actually a good land. We want to make sure that what you promised us is really, you know, representing what you promised us. We want to see for ourselves whether we can take possession of it or not. We've been around the block in Egypt and also along this journey. And we're kind of wanting to see who the people groups are and whether or not we're stronger than them. Now, of course, that was a bad, bad decision. And it was their decision, by the way, to go and send spies into the land. Let's pick up the reading of verses 23 and on. Moses says, I approved of the plan. And so I selected 12 of your men, one from each tribe. They made for the hill country, came to the Wadi Eskol, and spied it out. They took some of the fruit of the land with them and brought it down to us. And they gave us this report. It is a good land that the Lord, our God, is giving us. And Moses knew that already. I mean, Moses wasn't questioning the promises of God. The people were. Now, 10 of the spies, 10 of the 12 spies, also gave additional information. And that additional information inspired fear. That additional information was counterproductive. In fact, it was a counterperspective to what God Uh, had said concerning the land. Um, and, And Moses, of course, rejects their negative perspective. He goes on to say in verse 26, You refused to go up and flouted the command of the Lord your God. You sulked in your tents and said, It is because the Lord hates us that he brought us out of the land of Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites to wipe us out. What kind of place are we going to? Our kinsmen have taken the heart out of us, saying, We saw there are people stronger and taller than we, large cities, walls sky high, and even Anakites. So that, that bad report of the ten spies inspired fear in the people. And the people fell prey to dismay. And in their dismay, they then accused God. And they, they question and challenge, challenge his intent to bring them into the land. It is very, very sad. So in the end, they decided they're going to disobey the Lord's command. They're not going to live by faith. They're going to live by fear. Instead of choosing to obey, they disobey because fear was what they embraced rather than faith. They looked at their circumstances rather than through the eyes of God. Verse 29 through 33, I said to you, have no dread or fear of them. None other than the Lord your God who goes before you will fight for you just as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all the way that you traveled until you came to this place. I mean, think about that. Signs and wonders all along the journey. God's power manifest. God's love manifest. God's provision manifest. Moses is saying, come on, shake loose of the fear. It's, It's going to be your undoing. Have faith. Look at what God has already done. Verse 32, yet for all of that, you have no faith in the Lord your God, who goes before you on your journeys to scout the place where you are to encamp. In other words, let God be your spy. He's already spied it out. You don't need additional spies. Plus, those spies, they they don't look from God's perspective. They're filled with fear. They they look at their circumstances and then, through that, make decisions. It says God's going to scout the place where you're to encamp, in fire by night and in cloud by day, in order to guide you on the route you are to follow. In the end, Moses screams. Over and over and over, have no fear. Have no fear. We need to hear the words of Moses today. What are your circumstances? What are you battling with? What are you challenged with? Have no fear. Don't you fear anything. Don't you fear any bad reports. You need to look to God. You need to get your marching orders from him. You need to have his perspective. And that's what you embrace That's what you focus on, and that's what you rally behind. This is the lesson of the Torah passage. Focus on what the Lord has done and what he, again, is promising to do. I keep a journal. I have have probably a decade or more of journaling where I journal my challenges, my disappointments, uh, uh, my trials, and then I bring that to God. And I let God speak to me. I stay in his word. I read his word. I ask him questions. I bring these matters before him. And then what I sense he's saying through his word to me, by his spirit, I write that out. And then I make decisions based on that, not my trial or tribulation, not my circumstance, not my challenge, but by what what he has told me. I've learned to do that. And the other thing is, is when when he shows himself faithful over and over and over, I journal that too. I, I I continue to journal how he's answered those prayers and addressed those fears in my life. And then what happens is when I face a new challenge, I go back to that journal. I read the journal. I read, I, I read about the acts of God in my life, not just my ancestors back in the days of Moses. I read about the acts of God in my own life. He's the living God. He's eternally present in every generation for his people. And it's that journaling that builds my faith so that I'm able to move through the next challenge in life. Life is full of challenges. Our job, cultivate faith and then act in accordance with it. Believe and act it. Act it out. Act in accordance with it. Verses 34 through 38. When the Lord heard your loud complaint, he was angry. He vowed, none of these men, this evil generation, shall see the good land that I swore to give to your fathers. None except Jacob, the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it. And to him and his descendants, I will give the land on which he set foot because he remained loyal to the Lord. Because of you, the Lord was incensed with me too, Moses here. And he said, you speaking to Moses, you shall not enter it either. Joshua, the son of noon who attends you, he shall enter it. Imbue him with strength for he shall allot it to Israel. Now, those are very, very tough words that entire generation banned from going into the promised land banned from experiencing that great salvation in Egypt. You know, they they came out of Egypt to go into the promised land to experience the promises of God. And even though they experienced deliverance, they never came into the promises. How sad is that? Is that reflective of, of us today? Is that reflective of you? What kind of person are you? Are you a Joshua and a Caleb? Or are you like that evil generation filled with fear? You know, the good news is we don't have to be filled with fear. We can, we can do a course change. We can, we can do a uh, course correction, so to speak, moving from fear to faith, learning from these stories, Caleb and Joshua, they get to go in because they believed and demonstrated that faith through their loyalty. And Moses, even though he's going to be held back, well, he's held back for different reasons it wasn't it wasn't for a lack of faith. There were some other issues going on with Moses that resulted in him not going going in. But suffice it to say, faith is the key to unlocking the uh, blessings and promises of God. verse thirty nine moreover, your little ones who said to you, uh, or I'm sorry, more moreover, your little ones who you said would be carried off, your children who do not yet know good from bad. They shall enter it. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Sometimes it is in the following generations that the promises of God will come to pass. He is God, not not us. And there's, there's times in which we, through fear and dismay, end up um, with a set of circumstances that we've just got to move through. And those are not always the best, nor what God intended. God still is with us. He still is faithful to us. He still loves us, but sometimes we circumvent our own futures, our own destinies by embracing fear rather than faith. Again, let's choose faith. Let's choose to believe God. Let's read these stories. Let's find ourselves in the stories. Let's journal and ask God to move on our behalf. He's alive today, still bringing us into the fullness of his promises. Verses 40 through 43. As for you, turn about and march into the wilderness by the way of the Red Seas. You replied to me saying, we stand guilty before the Lord. We will go up now and fight just as the Lord our God has commanded us. And you all girded yourselves with war gear and recklessly started for the hill country. But the Lord said to me, Warn them, do not go up and do not fight, since I am not in your midst, else you will be routed by your enemies. I spoke to you, but you would not listen. You flouted the Lord's command and willfully marched into the hill country. This is the second time we have this this phrase, you flouted the Lord's command. It's very interesting when you think about it. God says, go up and, and take possession of the land. They refuse to do so. God says, you flouted my command. And then later he says, don't go up. But they wouldn't listen. Again, the command is exactly the opposite of what he originally gave. And they disobey that twice. They just disobeyed the clear commands of God. They have a better way. They think, they think they can actually improve on, on what it is that they're supposed to be doing. So and, and instead of listening and obeying God, they make this huge mistake of doing their own thing. They were self-willed, they were stubborn. And that was a, a level of arrogance that in my estimation always leads to failure and defeat. In fact, we can read about it in the closing uh, three verses. Then the Amorites who lived in those hills came out against you like so many bees and chased you and they crushed you at Horma in Seir. Again, you wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not heed your cry or give ear to you. Thus, After you had remained at Kaddish all that long time, we marched back into the wilderness by the way of the Sea of Reeds. Sad, sad, very sad story. They come up to the borders of the promised land. They choose to live by sight rather than by faith. They choose to embrace fear rather than the word of God. And the result is they have to turn back. They do a U-turn to go back into that terrible wasteland of a wilderness to wander for the next 38 to 40 years. It's a very sad story. Very sad. So where, where does that destiny of fear lead? I'm telling you. Fear always leads to dismay and dismay always leads to that wilderness of misery, that wilderness, that dry desert, that place of just, uh, it's horrible. It it just represents the opposite of the promised land. That's where fear will lead you. Fear not, fear not. The word of the Lord to you is fear not. Quit focusing on your circumstances those trials, those tribulations, those challenges. Yeah, acknowledge them. Don't live in denial. Acknowledge them and then get the Lord's perspective. Get his word. Get his words. Get his Devarim, if you will. Get his word and perspective on the matter and then live by faith and overcome your giants. That's the stories that we're reading about in the Torah portions. Exciting in every way. So in conclusion and application, Devarim words. This is the word of God through Moses. This Torah portion represents the word of God through Moses. And we, we need to be people of the word. Moses wrote his words down. Moses recorded his words. We have his words today. We need to be in his word, getting his mindsets, getting his perspectives, getting a paradigm of the world in which we live. We need that to overcome in the world that we live in today. We're to live by Devarim, the words of the living God. Deuteronomy 8.3 says later on, it says, he, God, subjected you to the hardship of hunger and then gave you manna to eat which neither you nor your fathers had ever known in order to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but that man may live on anything that the Lord decrees. Another way to put it is this. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We are not to be a people who live by sight or circumstances, but by the Devarim, or the words of God. Not a people who live by the traditions of our ethnic groups, including a Jewish ethnic group or background. We're not to be a people who live by traditions, the traditions of our ethnic groups, but by the recorded and written words of the living God. Let all traditions, all beliefs and practices be tested by the written word of God. All that fail the test should be immediately discarded. Faith in God's word is the lens by which we view and do everything if we want his blessings and promises. Let's commit to his written word as our highest authority, not our only authority. Tradition has a place. But let's commit to his written word as our highest authority On all things it speaks to. Let's bring everything under that lens. And if it lines up with the written word of God, good. If it doesn't, chuck it, right? If you want the blessings and prosperity of God, we've got to live by Devarim, the words of God. As Yeshua the Messiah said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Shalom. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great king, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism, Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. If you have time, check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom.
0: Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www. Dot in. That's G R A F T E D I N. Dot com. God bless you and Shalom.